Welcome to the Hustle Sanely podcast, a show that equips you to leave overwhelm behind and step into a life of peaceful productivity. Around here, we believe it is totally possible to pursue our goals without feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, or sacrificing our mental health and relationships. I'm your host and productivity expert, Jess Massey. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hustle Sanely podcast. I want to take a few moments to thank you for the incredible feedback that you sent me about last week's episode on racism. Um, A lot of you seem to really appreciate and learn from the conversation that Ayana and I shared with you, and that is exactly why I did that episode. Also, I will totally use a mic next time that I have a Zoom interview. Um, I'm thinking, which I wanted to get y'all's feedback, I'm thinking about doing maybe one interview a month here on the show starting in probably like the late fall. So let me know what your thoughts are on that. You can DM me or email me or whatever. Um, But I think it's really valuable to always be learning from others and just hearing other perspectives besides our own, you know? Um, I want to wait until the fall because summer, as I'm sure you know, is a busy season over here in Hustle Sanely land with the paper planner and the Hustle Sanely program launch, which by the way, launch is right around the corner, June 26th, and I cannot believe it is almost here. I've been chatting with some of you guys over in DMs about how stoked you are to get your butt in the program, and that makes me so freaking happy. Like you don't even know because as I'm sure you do know, this program is my whole heart. And I think I already mentioned this on the podcast, but my vision for Hustle Sanely for 2021 is really pouring my energy into the podcast. Hi, hey, hello, you are here running the Hustle Sanely program around three times per year. So I actually do live weekly calls with the students in the program. So that's why it's only open three times a year because I don't want to burn out myself having to show up like every single week in a live call. Um, So that's why I do it three times a year so that I can really show up and be present with the women in the program and just push them and encourage them and do the dang thing. But yeah, like I was saying, I want to focus on the podcast, the Hustle Sanely program running three times-ish per year. And uh, drum roll, please, because this is so exciting. I mean, it's not new news. I don't know why I requested a drum roll, but I just feel like when you're about to say something really exciting, it calls for a drum roll, you know, but growing the paper planner side of the business, which also includes a physical journal. I know. I don't know exactly when the physical journal is coming because I want to do the physical paper planner first and just kind of make sure I know how to do it before I include a journal as well. But if you're new around here, all Hustle Sanely products right now are digital. So moving into the physical paper space is like a whole new ballgame for me. So I actually signed the contract with the printers last week. Oh my gosh, I know. And we are doing it. We are moving forward with the Hustle 
Hustle Sanely paper planner. So there's my little Hustle Sanely catch-up session. And now we can jump into today's topic, which we actually covered in a Facebook Live a few weeks ago in the Hustle Sanely Squad Facebook group. But we are talking about the Enneagram. I did a poll over on Instagram asking y'all to tell me what topics you want me to share. And I'm not joking. The Enneagram popped up approximately 10,000 times. Like seriously, it was requested so much. Like I couldn't believe it, probably because I never shut up about the Enneagram, but you know, it's fine. A little disclaimer before we get into the good stuff though, I am not an Enneagram expert or an Enneagram coach because yes, those are a thing. I've just been using the Enneagram as a development and communication tool since 2018. So please, fact check me. Don't take what I'm saying here and consider yourself well-versed in all things Enneagram, okay? Like this is a starting point. Like we're just laying the foundation here. So the Enneagram is super intricate and we're just going to be scratching the surface or we'll literally be here all day, maybe two days, three days. I don't know. We'd be here for a long time, but I am going to provide you with a lot of resources down in the show notes that you can check out to further your exploring of the Enneagram, okay? Think of this as Enneagram 101, like the basics. There are so many layers and moving parts when it comes to the Enneagram, and I know that I am not even close to knowing all of it. Learning about the Enneagram is a journey. Like, I doubt that you're ever going to wake up and know every single thing inside and out about it. I'm not going to either, unless maybe you go on to become an Enneagram coach or something. And I've heard this example, and I feel like it's perfect. Um, I've heard it compared to Photoshop, okay? So there's just so much to learn, but instead of getting overwhelmed by it, you just kind of learn as you go. Like you learn little by little, you build on what you already know, and it's a journey, okay? So what even is the Enneagram? And also, what does it have to do with hustling sanely? I feel like that's the perfect place to start. So at its core, the Enneagram is a theory of a system that's made up of nine personality types that are labeled one through nine. So like type one, type two, type three, all the way up to type nine. Chances are, as you learn the types, you're going to see a little bit of yourself in all of them, but one type should really stand out as one that you really resonate with. This is called your basic personality type. Now, I want to make something super clear here before we go any farther. The Enneagram is a tool, okay? Period. That's it. It's not a religion. It's not something to live and die by. It's not meant to put you in a box. In fact, it's actually meant to help you bust out of a box if you use it correctly. It's not meant to be something that you use to judge other people by. It's a tool that allows you to understand underlying motives that you've had since childhood, okay? So the main reasons that I'm obsessed with the Enneagram, there are two. Number one, it's allowed me to recognize patterns, both healthy and unhealthy and conscious and unconscious that are in my life based on my thoughts, my choices. So being aware of these patterns allows me to even 
either lean into them if they're healthy or figure out how to shift out of them if they're unhealthy. So in a nutshell, it's elevated my self-awareness and my ability to grow as a human. It's taught me not only what I'm doing, but why I'm doing it, which is so important if you're wanting to make transformational changes at the root of something rather than just trying to find this quick fix and put a Band-Aid on something. So that's the first reason why I'm obsessed with the Enneagram. Second reason is it's allowed me to recognize patterns, again, same thing, healthy and unhealthy, conscious and unconscious, that are happening in the lives of people around me. So in other words, it's elevated my ability to empathize and communicate better with others. So elevated self-awareness, a heightened sense of empathy, and more effective communication are all outcomes of my personal exploration of the Enneagram. And all of these things lead to overall growth and maturity. Knowing my type does not put me in a box. Like I said, it's actually helped me break out of boxes because it helps me be self-aware and have an understanding of why I'm doing things a certain way. Like I mentioned earlier, a few seconds ago, this allows me to recognize patterns and redirect unhealthy ones. And the same thing applies to my loved ones. Knowing their types and being educated on their types allows me to understand why they do or say or interpret things in certain ways, which just makes it so much easier for me to show grace and be more compassionate and more empathetic. It's improved my communication skills and it's allowed me, this is huge, okay, listen, it's allowed me to detach from operating out of emotion. And y'all know that hustling sanely is all about honoring our time and energy and pursuing our dreams without sacrificing our mental health and relationships, right? So the Enneagram points to that by equipping us to pick up on potentially unhealthy habits and adjust them so that they're healthy on a self level and on a communication with others level. Now, I want to share six key points that uh, can be made about the basic types themselves, like the actual like Enneagram. Um, and I want you to know that I did not come up with these six points. I am reading these from the Enneagram Institute website, which we'll talk more about that in just a second. But these six things are really important to know when it comes to the Enneagram types. So number one, people do not change from one basic personality type to another. Number Number two, the descriptions of the personality types are universal and they apply equally to males and females since no type is inherently masculine or feminine. Number three, not everything in the description of your basic type will apply to you all the time because you fluctuate constantly among the healthy, average, and unhealthy traits that make up your personality type. Number four, the Enneagram uses numbers to designate each of the types because numbers are value neutral. They imply a whole range of attitudes and behaviors of each type without specifying anything either positive or negative. So in other words, like a number is just a number. It's not positive or negative. It just is what it is. It's neutral. Number five, the numerical ranking of the types is not significant. Okay. This is also very important. A larger number is no better than a smaller number. So it's not better to be a nine 
nine than it is to be a two just because nine is the bigger number. And then number six, the last point before we get going is no type is inherently better or worse than any other. Okay. Um, so some other important stuff that I want to note, each type has core fears, desires, and sins, and each type has healthy average and unhealthy ranges of how you're operating. So if you're not driving, I want you to take a second either on your phone or your laptop or your iPad or whatever and Google Enneagram and click images because I want you to see the symbol like that symbol that comes up. It's like a circle with a bunch of lines and numbers. Um, as you learn more about the Enneagram, you're going to learn that these lines point to where each type goes during stress and where each type goes during rest. So it's all connected. OK, I also want to mention two other things that are super important before we jump into explaining um, what the nine types are, like what is a type one? What's type two and so on and so forth. So first, I want to talk about subtypes. Now, I'm going to be 100% transparent here because we always keep it real on the Hustle Stanley podcast. I am on this journey with you, friends. I am not ahead of you. I am not better than you, smarter than you. I am right here with you. And this piece of the Enneagram, I'm still learning about it myself. Okay, so the subtypes, I'm not super familiar with them. Like this is something that I'm just now starting to dig into, but I want to share with you what I do know about the subtypes. And just a heads up, the resources that are in the show notes, you can go there and there's so much more info than what you're going to get in this episode. Like I said, we would be here for like 85 years if I tried to dig into every little piece of the Enneagram. Um, okay, so subtypes. Each type, so type one, type two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, each type has three distinct instinctual variants and they are referred to as subtypes because subtypes is a lot easier to say than distinct distinct instinctual variants, right? So this basically helps explain how two people who seem completely different personality-wise can both be the same type. So maybe you know two people, they're both type sixes, but their personalities are totally different. Subtypes help give us distinction around what motivates us. So the three subtypes, they are sexual, self-preservation, and social. And I'm going to explain each one. So so the first one, sexual, it is not what it sounds like, okay? It's focused on one-to-one connections. So they tend to seek deep connections and intense experiences. The second one, self-preservation, this subtype is focused on physical safety and comfort, okay? So they tend to spend significant time worrying about the comfort of their environment and how their physical needs are going to be met. So like shelter, food, their health, things like that. And then, and number three, social. This subtype is focused on the desire to be liked. They tend to spend significant time focusing on how they are being received by others. Okay, so that is kind of a little summary of subtypes. And now I want to talk about wings. Wings refer to the two types on either side of your dominant type. You can research, again, like I keep saying, more about wings on the Enneagram Institute website and other resources that I'm going to have linked for you. But I want to point out that a common mistake that I see is people classify their wing as something that just is not possible. So your wing has to be one of the two numbers on either side of your Enneagram type. So I could be a three wing two 
or a three wing four, but I can't be a three wing nine, okay? And if you're a nine, your wing would either be a one or an eight. And if you're a one, your wing would either be a two or a nine. So they have to be on either side of your dominant personality type. We all tap into the strengths and weaknesses of both of our wings, but typically, not always, but typically, people resonate with one wing more so than the other. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Did you know there's actually a way for you to give back to the show? If you become a Hustle Sanely BFF on Patreon, you get access to a planning page every month that you can't find in my shop. Not only that, but you also get an exclusive monthly podcast episode all about what books I'm reading and my takeaways. So kind of like a virtual book club. I got to take special care of my Hustle Sanely BFFs, you know? If you want in on that monthly bonus episode and the planning page, head on over to jessicamassey.com slash BFF to sign up. All right, let's get back into the show. Okay, so now that we've laid some, I feel like, pretty solid groundwork, let's talk about the nine types. This is the fun part, okay? I got all of these descriptions from the Enneagram Institute website. Can you tell that that is my go-to Enneagram resource? Because that's where I go for all things Enneagram. Again, it will be linked in the show notes. Um, And then at the end of each type description, I'm going to share a name that The Honest Enneagram, which is a book, gives each type. So the author, she kind of approaches the Enneagram from a more, I guess, like positive light is a good way to say it. So her names are super encouraging for each type, and I thought it would be fun to share those as well. So let's get into the nine types and what they are and some of their like typical traits. So the type one is typically called the reformer. And then the description, again, all of these descriptions are from the Enneagram Institute website, is the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. And then the honest Enneagram book calls type ones champion of good. So that's type one. Type two is called the helper, and their description is the caring interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. And then the Honest Enneagram book calls type two's hidden warrior. Type three is called the achiever, and the description is the success-oriented pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. And the Honest Enneagram book calls type threes empowering motivator. And then we go on to type four, which is called the individualist, and the description is the sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. And the Honest Enneagram book calls type fours meaning maker. And then we go on to type five, which they are called the investigator. And their description is the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. And the Honest Enneagram book calls type fives sound counsel. Then we go on to type six, the loyalist, and their description is the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. And the Honest Enneagram book calls type sixes trusted, 
integrator. And then we go on to uh, type seven, which is called the enthusiast. And their description is the busy, fun loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. And the honest Enneagram book calls type sevens illuminator of possibility. Then we go on to type eight, the challenger. And their description is the powerful, dominating type. They are self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And the Honest Enneagram book calls type eights defender of justice. Then we have type nine, the last one, the peacemaker. And their description is the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. The Honest Enneagram book calls type nines secret guru. Now, I bet you're wondering, cool, but like, how do I find out my type? So I've heard a lot of Enneagram experts say that self-typing before you take a test is always encouraged. So that just means that you read through the types or listen like you just did and you kind of pick out which one really stands out to you. Like what do you really resonate with? I know for me, when I read through the descriptions of all the types for the very first time, the three jumped out at me right away. But that's not always the case for everyone though. So I self-typed first and then I took the paid test and I took my paid test over on the Enneagram Institute website. Are you surprised? Probably not. Um, The test is called, I think it's the Ready. It's spelled R-H-E-T-I in all capital letters. Um, There are a ton of free tests floating around out there too, but I was willing to pay the $12 to take this one because I (laughs) am a little bit of an Enneagram nerd and I wanted the accompanying report that comes with with it. And uh, I just, I wanted to make sure that I was taking a legit test because like I said, I'm really into the Enneagram and I wanted to be able to research using the tools that I got after taking my test. If you want to take a free one, girl, you go take a free one. That is totally your call. But I was just comfortable spending $12 knowing that the test that I was taking was legit, accurate, and that I would get a fun little packet full of stuff that I could research afterwards. Um, I did see this post on Instagram by... Ashton Creates. I'm pretty sure I'll have her linked in the show notes. Um, And she broke down finding out your type into four like super digestible steps. So step one is research. Two is read. Three is reflect. And four is dive into resources. So I'll give you like a little bit of context. So number one, research. And she just means to research each number. So kind of like I said, read about them all before you take a test. Number two, read. And she's talking about read deeper into the numbers that you resonate the most with. So she also made a note that you need to fully resonate with the core sin of a number for it to be your type. And then the third step was reflect. So after you determine your type, spend some time reflecting on that type. And then number four, step four, dive into resources, which I have a ton linked in the show notes for you. I know I've said that 300 times, but the best place to find show notes, in my opinion, is jessicamassey.com. Click podcast and then click the episode that you're listening to. So I think we are on episode 36 for this one. So if you're curious and you don't already know, which I'm sure you do because I've said it a thousand times on Instagram, but I am an Enneagram three, the achiever with a wing four. So I am a three wing four. 
And then I am going to share really quickly some of my go-to Enneagram resources with you just in case you're eager and you want to hear them now. So the first two are books. The first book is The Road Back to You. The second book, this is the one that I talked about earlier. It's called The Honest Enneagram. And it's a great place to start, in my opinion. It's a very condensed breakdown of each type. And it's really approachable and digestible. Plus, honestly, it's so aesthetic. It's such a beautiful book. Um, The third resource, not a surprise, the Enneagram Institute website. That is like my go-to for all things Enneagram. And then three Enneagram Instagram accounts that I really like, at Ashton.Creates. She's who I mentioned just a minute ago, at Enneagram and Memes. This is a funnier account. And then at Chalk and Leaves. Again, all of these will be typed out in the show notes. And then the last resource I want to share, Sleeping at Last on Spotify, or I'm sure Apple Music too. I just use Spotify. Um, he wrote a song for each type and dang, you guys talk about being hit in your feels. I literally cried my eyes out when I heard the three song and Adam, my husband, he's a type two and he also cried when he heard the type two song. And let me just tell you for reference, we've been together since 2006. That's right. 2006. And I can count on both hands how many times that I've seen him cry. So that just goes to show you that these songs are super, super powerful. So again, I'll have all this stuff linked for y'all down in the show notes. And that is it for our Crash Course Enneagram episode. I really hope this was helpful. I know it was kind of jam-packed. And if you do know your Enneagram type or if you listen to this and then you figure it out by, you know, either self-typing, taking a test or doing both, which is what I did, screenshot this episode and post it on your Instagram story and share your type with me. Tuesdays are my favorite. This is also a little nerdy thing that I like to do because I get so giddy when you guys tag the podcast, tag me like with a screenshot of the podcast and your stories, because then I get to pick out a little gif when I repost it. And I know that sounds so like insignificant, but it gives me so much joy to like go through and pick out cute little gifts to go along with reposting your Instagram stories. It's the little things. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you again for hanging out with me today. Don't forget that the Hustle Sanely program opens on June 26th. So get on the wait list for that at jessicamassey.com slash hustle sanely program. I also just added a video over there on that same website explaining kind of my heart behind the program and who this is a good fit for. I legit cannot wait to hang out with the students for five weeks. It's going to be so much fun and there's going to be so much growth that happens. All right, babes, I will talk to you so, so soon. I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope that it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story along with your biggest takeaway. Make sure you tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and share it on my story too. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more Hustle Sanely in your life, head on over to jessicamassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week. And until then, keep hustling sanely.